On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in, telling a friend that you hang out here on the other side of Texas, the little outpost on the Cap Rock that could uh, and can and does. You wind up seeing us all over the place here in this little program that we do. Appreciate you tuning in for some of the inside scoops on what's going on in the 806, the Cap Rock, West Texas, and beyond. I'm your host, Jay west texas leeson as we roll along here from the studios it made buddy holly famous and gave waylon jennings some money employed him for a time as well uh you want to be a part of the program as we roll along here from the studios 806-745-5800 that's how you can text in the program 806-745-5800 make it good we'll put you on air with those texts uh it is monday march 4 the year of our lord 2019 tomorrow i will wake up in the morning and be 40 4-0 which is a guy's way of saying there's more behind me than there is before me unless i wind up like drinking bourbon and uh smoking cigars and living to a hundred if i did that i don't know if my dna is made is cut out to uh get me to a hundred but that's um the situation over the next oh seven hours now until i turn 40 years old appreciate the love i've already gotten there on from listeners on after our show on friday uh, through email and otherwise Uh, what makes tonight even better is that we have the university of texas in town gonna take us on on big monday your texas tech red raiders or maybe your texas longhorns Sorry if it is the latter and not the former. Uh, in town, big game coming up tonight. Big Monday on ESPN. And I was just going through some text before before the show. They're on my Twitter feed. You can always follow along at J-A-Y-L-E-E-S-O-N, at J Leeson on Twitter. Um... The folks down in the 512, down in Austin, sometimes wonder why the rest of us think of them as pompous. And you look no further than this tweet by at Texas Takeover 05. And the reason I cite this tweet here is that even though it's an account that has, it doesn't have, it's got a couple thousand followers. But I think it says something that the rest of us outside the 512 area code think um, about the how just how pompous things can get. If Shaka is fired, that's Shaka Smart, the coach of the Longhorns, 
the country will get a taste of how Texas, in all caps, Texas operates. If we want Texas Tech coach Chris Beard, we will take him. If we want Houston coach Kelvin Sampson, we will take him. It's really up to Texas. Other schools are stops along the way. Texas is the destination. In all caps. And I will say, as someone to dovetail into the intro, as someone who is turning 40, big name programs aren't what they used to be. And if you will recall, Texas got rid of a guy named Rick Barnes, who I think has a top three team in the country right now at Tennessee. Uh, It just shows you uh, what Texas has to think about things and how they think about things. And that, you know, the same school that thinks, well, we'll fire Rick Barnes and then we'll get on with it. We'll get Shaka Smart. If that doesn't work out, then we'll go get somebody else who can perform like Rick Barnes. I really do believe those days are over and uh, have a hard time peeling Chris Beard out of Lubbock. I mean, they're welcome to throw all the money they want to, and the good Lord above knows that UT has a lot of money. But why go to a school where the basketball coach is destined to fail and... I realize and I appreciate and I certainly respect that UT has had a great deal of success now under Tom Herman uh, in the basket in in the implosion that's been Texas football since Vince Young ran it in against USC. But um, you know you may call them the Jets, and it's funny how in years past, um. I've gone to Twitter and taken up bets against people, small bets, like go self-degrade yourself at Academy. Last year, Matt McCoviak, uh, who's a consultant and uh, contributes in columns. I, I don't know if he still writes for the Awesome American Statement. I, I think he does. Uh, but, you know, we put down, I give them points, and today I put out a tweet saying, what's the bet this year? And it's crickets. I think that I think that Tech knows and UT knows what's about to happen tonight at 8 p.m. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, a great going into birthday day present is going to go down at the USA. A, a text coming in, how was Daniel's birthday? Daniel, the digital millennial guru, I've not heard back. He went to his grandparents' house for his 30th birthday. A good thing to do. And uh, my wife chastised me a little bit whenever I got home from the show on Friday about saying, wait, for your 30th birthday, you're going to go see your grandparents? And, you know, we talked about the differences between 30 and 40. And I think one of the biggest differences is that your grandparents aren't around anymore once you turn 40. You're lucky if you have them by the time you turn 30. I certainly didn't have a few of them. Well, a couple of them by the time I turned 30. By the time I turned 40, um, no one left uh, on the on my grandparents of the four. Uh, so, glad that Daniel went and did something meaningful 
with his grandparents. I've not heard from him. I will hear from him tomorrow night. A bit little birthday blowout we're doing tomorrow night. Um, may come into the show on Wednesday. A little bit foggy. A little bit hazy. But uh, we'll carry through a quality show for you. Uh, on this edition of the program, we've got Bud Kennedy, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Matt Dotre, the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. We're going to talk about Texas politics and get into all things Lubbock. That's what we have coming ahead on the show. Stick right where you are. We'll be back a couple of minutes from now, and we will get Couldn't the fire the raging as you we head into Big Monday and Big Leeson Tuesday. Stick right where you are on the other side. It's loud enough, you gotta yell now The whole thing hits me like a song But pretty one, it won't last long Thank you, Mullen, Horde, and Brown And should I say an early thank you, Bud Kennedy, Fort Worth Star-Telegram An early thank you to the TCU basketball team for taking down Kansas State tonight <laughs> well, that would be good for both of us because uh, if they took down Kansas State, it might give them some thin chance to slip into the big dance instead of going to the NIT. But uh, you know, it'd be a big help for both. But uh, you know, the the Fred Raiders have have, uh, have impressed everybody this year. So. No, I, we we don't need the butt. We just want you to hear. We want to hear that TCU is going to take down Kansas State tonight. I I I. I won't bet you an Allsup's burrito on that. You know, it's like two for one thirty-nine, bud. Come on. <laughs> I went to the in your honor. I went to the Allsup's in Springtown uh, over the weekend. I was out to visit a New Mexican restaurant in yeah. the Greater Azle area, and I went to the Allsup's in Springtown, which is the first available Allsup's as you're leaving Fort Worth. And, and I did not buy burritos, but I did look at the vast selection. And I did come home with a big honcho in my hand. So All right. Well, that matters, Bud. So, Bud, we like you shooting it down the middle with us on Texas politics. Whenever you're able to come on and uh, just give us a lay of the land right quick on what you see going on. It just seems I wanted to write a column about how much I miss the 85th legislature. It was a lot more fun, but now things, it's it's not very fun anymore. Why not? Why is this one not as fun as the past couple? Well, it's low profile, and of course you have you don't have the uh, all the drama around Joe Strauss and the Freedom Caucus in the House. Uh, you, you know, much of the adventure in the Texas House the last few sessions has been uh, has been watching Speaker Strauss. And then watching the various members of the Freedom Caucus trying to give him a hot foot, or, or trying to, to make him trip on a banana peel, or just just anything to try to uh, get some sort of revenge out of Wiley here Cody instead, and the Roadrunner right, exactly. is what it looked like. Here, yeah. Here and instead, you have you have this uh, this dramatic event last week where um, I, one of our local representatives here, the young Jonathan Stickland, uh, the bug man from Bedford, the, the uh, pest control. Uh, purveyor of HEB uh, who's been in the in the legislature who won his spot in the legislature was drafted by the Tea Party after he was the most obnoxious person in the audience at a congressional town hall for Michael Burgess and he was the most obnoxious belligerent person in the audience and the Tea Party picked him out and said let's run you for the Texas House and so the, uh, so that's how Jonathan was wow. selected and he's been there for four terms, and he's been uh, 
mostly just uh, the antagonist and everything. Well, this time he's got a bill to do away with red light cameras, ban them statewide. It's a practical bill. The legislature already banned speed cameras uh, by cities. This would ban cities from red, using red light cameras. And he's already got 99 co-sponsors signed on. So it looks like something very unusual has happened. Jonathan Stickland may pass a bill. And it, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing. It's much more of a of a practical get down to business, and they're they're just not trying to pull tricks on each other at least yet. It's not April yet, and I think when it, when April comes around, if some of this down to business is not going anywhere, uh, then you'll see some more malicious adventures. But look at what they're trying to do, and look at what the the emphasis is on. You know, the new Texas Tribune poll is out, and the poll reflects what the lawmakers are talking about, that everybody wants action on property taxes, school funding, and teacher salaries. Now, people don't seem to see the connection between all those, and that you, you may not be able to cut property taxes if you have $5 billion more for teacher salaries, but that's what people want work done on, and so that's what the legislature's talking about. It's still kind of the get-serious uh, legislature, and they just haven't come up with any real funny funny games yet. Is uh, April 1 the deadline on shenanigans whenever we talk about a Texas? For folks who are not familiar, every two years the Texas legislature meets for 140 days. By about April 1, April Fool's Day, you know the lay of the land. Is that about the time where you'll know if things are going to be drifting towards uh, consequential legislation, or we're just going to drift back into throwing pies in each other's faces, bud? Well, yeah, April is when all the significant bills, the low-number bills, are either going somewhere or they're not. And then you've got a few weeks there in the middle of April when uh, all of a sudden the, the off-the-wall uh, bills start popping in that that are the uh, you know legalized uh, you know uh, Cub Scout pack sponsored by the Ku Klux Klan or whatever. You know the the uh, you know they'll have the, uh, the the strange bills that will come you know whirling in and then will will cause a lot and a and a lot of the bills that, that are social causes and not financial causes and so you have uh, you have the 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 uh, kind of the oddball bills will start popping up. I don't think we'll have a bathroom bill this session. I think that we will have some other um, LGBT bills. There are a couple already in the hopper that just provide. Uh, personal opt-out and say that anyone can refuse service to uh, LGBT person if they choose. Um, the the uh, some of that's already the law in Texas, but it, it implements it for for uh, for officials as well and county officials. And you know, so there'll be some more of those, some little uh, moral argument bills that'll pop up in the middle of April. Uh, so, Bud, you've been covering this for how long? The legislature. This is my 18th session no no this is a, 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 and now now I'm off. I've been covering it for for 32 years which is 17 sessions and what do you liken this one most to as you look back well this session really is a lot is back it's just a, a, a different version of politically mirror image of the earlier the the, the Laney or Gib Lewis uh, sessions where the Democrats, kind of moved all the, the money around and made decisions, and a lot of the infighting didn't get to the floor. Uh, I think so far in this one, there's infighting, but you're not seeing it publicly. You're not seeing 
the tension publicly. Uh, very occasionally you'll see something come out, like when the House says that the $5 billion for teachers may come out of the Senate, but that doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere in the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you see some differences in views of how problems ought to be addressed, but everything's kind of, uh, you know, er- everything's kind of off the uh, off the TV screen right now, and so things are back kind of uh, to being uh, a lot of the a lot of the decisions are being made and pushed around off the floor. I think that uh, that uh, there are always some sessions that the, the legislature actually uh, you know actually tries to stay focused. Uh, you know, this one's actually stayed focused for the first two months, but we've got three months left to go. Yeah, I see a national. National poll coming out about respective counties that play a big deal, and two that you've cited are Tarrant and Dallas. Why do Tarrant and Dallas going into 2020? Tell us about Tarrant and Dallas County and why you think they are forerunners for what could happen in the country. Well, this is interesting, Jay, and I, I tweeted that, and I wanted you to point out while the county on there too is one of the most. Uh, and I think that they cast it as politically biased. Uh, it's basically two of the most politically stubborn counties in America, uh, and Lubbock more so than, than Potter. And uh, the, the, the uh, let's see if we can get the, the numbers up here for, for Lubbock County. Um, we do this on the fly for listeners. Yeah, we do it. We, I just, we do it on the fly. And I, I throw curveballs to I, Bud. I, 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 I tapped on Swisher County by mistake, and Swisher County's not helping me. Um, the uh, but it it shows that the um, that, that that Dallas and Tarrant County are in the 95th percentile of the most politically hard-headed counties, where people don't like or trust another person because of their political outlook. They have a tendency to distrust or dislike other people just because of, of where they are politically. And it's very interesting to me that West Texas, Jay, is one of the most tolerant people in, in one of the most tolerant areas and the most tolerant area in Texas uh, if you, in, this, in this survey, that people in West Texas are not, um, are not politically uh, averse to the other party, the, the, the more tolerant people, the hard-headed people, uh, Austin, Travis County in the 99th percentile, uh, where people absolutely do not like you uh, based on your politics. They're, they're, they're politically you know, hostile uh, simply based on someone else's politics. Uh, Tarrant and Dallas both in that, in those big numbers. And um, But why, and t- then, so I can understand. And then Lubbock. Lubbock, Lubbock, Lubbock County in the 87th percentile, a little, a little less uh, problematic than Dallas or Tarrant, but still the most hard-headed county in, in the South Plains of the Panhandle. Yeah, this being put out by the Atlantic and what I don't get is were they not watching the returns in November do they not understand <laughs> that that Tarrant didn't just go to I mean Beto won Judge Whitley a Republican won uh, Beto O'Rourke of course a Democrat um, I, I don't understand maybe maybe the methods were off well I think in this case you have uh it shows that Tarrant County was 50-50, but the people were very adamant, uh, whatever their feeling was. The uh, now there there obviously were a few people who went to Beto who just did not like Ted Cruz, and there was a disappointment in Ted Cruz here and a feeling that Ted Cruz had not done enough 
for Lockheed Martin and had not done enough for Tarrant County hmm. projects, and, and that Beto O'Rourke actually would be more better even for uh, business conservatives in Tarrant County than uh, than Ted Cruz would be. So, uh, but you know, it, it's interesting that Tarrant County, yes, is is close to 50-50, at least 55-45, but still, you know, has very strong opinions both those ways. So we come out as one of the most uh, you know, politically prejudiced or politically intolerant, uh, even though we're 50-50. The map is not about being intolerant against Democrats or intolerant against Republicans. It's just about being intolerant, and it's you know, the, the state lines uh, mirror almost exactly that the, the intolerant parts of the country uh, follow the South Carolina state line, the Florida state line, which is another state that's 50-50, but very politically divided, and you have much of... Um, urban Texas and West Texas and uh, then you have the whole state of Utah that's got its mind made up so it, it's just interesting the uh, the differences while that one of the least uh, the the most tolerant parts of America are in the plains or in western Kansas western Nebraska uh, swooping down into the south plains into Texas and uh, you know those those areas apparently people are just not very politically agitated or maybe there wasn't enough people there to have an opinion one way or the other. Educated or agitated? Agitated. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, most, the, most, the most agitated. Uh, text line, Darren asking, why didn't you get a couple of burritos, bud? <laughs> well, I was reviewing a Mexican restaurant down the street next to the feed store, so I didn't pick up a cup. Although I know, after hearing your podcast, I know that they would have been good for a couple of days, so... Yeah. You know, if I if I picked up a couple while I was there, I could have just stashed them in the console, and then they would have been there because you know it'd be good to have a little throwdown burrito when you need it. Yeah, with with concho, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but tell me what uh, again, to Bud's credit, we're doing this off the fly here. But tell me who is John Cornyn's greatest threat as you look at Dallas and Tarrant County? Uh, who do you think? Who do you think? I know he said he, he fears Beto O'Rourke, kind of in shades of maybe he's trying to play a straw man like the governor did. Um, but really, in your own mind, who is John Cornyn, who's up for reelection this time around? Who's his greatest threat? I don't think John Cornyn is at risk unless there is a overpowering Democratic top of the ticket. John Cornyn's biggest risk is still Beto O'Rourke, whether it's a Beto O'Rourke on the presidential ticket or a Beto O'Rourke running for Senate. If Beto O'Rourke is on the presidential ticket, then the turnout that's developed in Texas might defeat John Cornyn. Uh, I think Juan Ca Joaquin Castro is a, a very, uh, is a, is a very effective candidate. I think he actually, uh, has a little bit less uh, baggage than Julian, although he's not as well known. He's a good campaigner. Yeah, I think that he, that he was a, he would be a a good candidate, but I wouldn't make him an odds-on winner at this point. I would not suggest Wendy Davis uh, take another shot at it. You know, but uh, I think that that the, that the Democrats have uh, have have some other have some other candidates down the line that that might be able to to run it. But I just I don't see a run against John Cornyn being effective at this point. Hmm. So you think Cornyn's safe? I think Cornyn's safe unless the Democrats have a real blockbuster top of the ticket. See, I'm with you, and Bud, I, because people have asked, 
you know, who is Cornyn's base? Well, I think Cruz versus Ben O'Rourke stated who Cornyn's base is. I mean, people can say that Cornyn's like far right or far Trump or, but at the end of the day, what you get from Cornyn, it's almost a line from Paul, if I can speak biblically for just a moment. Um, not biblically, but use a biblical analogy, that Cornyn comes with some nuance, and I think that's what Texans are looking for. This, but this, that, but that. Everybody who voted for Cruz is going to vote for Cornyn, plus some of the people who felt put off by Cruz are going to vote for Cornyn. Because the Cornyn would have come to Lockheed, Lockheed Martin's defense in Tarrant. Cornyn has been a champion for Lockheed and you know has been uh, he's been much more better connected to Texas business than than, uh, than Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz obviously went to Washington with the mission of becoming the the outsider and the, the Tea Party darling and he, he didn't try to go up to work with people. You know John Cornyn's mission since he got there has been to solve problems and build alliances and, and to to lead the party and to you know, to to lead conservative change, I you know, I think John Cornyn has a lot of appeal that Ted Cruz doesn't have. Yeah. So, <laughs> you you think that I, I'm just trying to save you here, Bud, because another guy chiming in that you didn't have all those burritos. What do you know? What do you know? So, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, I, Corn- I, I did I did I did get a honcho, but I. I was stuck with a tamale and taco down the street. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just rubbing that in. Uh, I highly recommend the Springtown. Uh, the Springtown Allsup's is definitely your must stop. As a matter of fact, if I were coming from Lubbock to DFW, uh, I would not go 287. I would take uh, 199 through Jacksboro simply to stop at the Allsup's in Springtown. I think that would be your good last stop on the way in. There you go. Road tripping with Bud Kennedy. But you do think at the end of the day that Cornyn, Cornyn's base, I won't say Cornyn's base, but Cornyn is more tapped in with political realities in Texas than Cruz. Cornyn has better business support. You know, when you talk to business people before the election last year, they kind of rolled their eyes and said, oh, Cruz, I guess we have to. But none of them like him. But they wholeheartedly like John Cornyn. I mean, they think he's. I think he's tried to be a good practical leader for the party. Uh, John Cornyn still has uh, a little bit of the, the establishment Republican uh, spirit, and uh, you know people remember him from uh, from being a, from being Attorney General, and people remember him from past Republican campaigns. He can still tap into the to the old uh, Republican mindset in a way that that Ted Cruz can. Yeah, but. At Bud Kennedy on Twitter. Appreciate you making time, buddy. Thank you, man. I'll, I definitely promise I'll go back and have a breather soon. Enjoy you being on the program as always. Bud Kennedy, Fort Worth Star Telegram on uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, right? Yeah, that's uh, Wednesdays and Sundays and all the time and on food on uh, on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Thank you very much, Jack. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a good okay. evening. Go Thank TCU. You. Go TCU. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good evening. Thanks. Going to get off with Bud Kennedy. Get in. He's in studio. I know he's supposed to be an impartial journalist, but he's wearing his black hoodie.
He's wearing a black hoodie. What does it mean? You're all in for the Red Raiders tonight, Matt Dotre? Of course. Absolutely. Go TCU's right, also. Yeah, it's going to be crazy because it's at the same time. I thought the TCU game was at 6. I thought it's at 8. I'm pretty sure it's at 6. Why don't you fact check that? Check that out. Verify, 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 <laughs> Mr. Journalist. Uh, get in with Matt Dotre coming up quickly here on the other side. Stick right where you are. All things love it. With Matt Dotre coming up on the other side of Texas. Got food on the fire, can I get you some to eat? Make yourself at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out, searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up to the sky. Hey, Lubbock, are you thinking about buying or selling a house? You can rely on Charity Leeson at Amy Tapp Realty to provide excellent full-service care from start to finish. Charity Leeson will work with integrity to find your perfect home, right on budget, with open and honest communication. Call to discuss options today. At- hey, welcome back in. Other side of Texas, one of our favorites, Matt Dotre, Avalanche Journal, coming in on a Monday. We talked about what's going on in Texas politics with... Our friend Bud Kennedy now get into what's going on in the Hub City with Matt Dotre. Matt Dotre, how you doing? You are blessed. You are dressed in black, not blessed in black, but <laughs> dressed in black. Are you ready to get it on tonight at the USA? You're going to the game, right? I am, yeah. And you were absolutely right. The Kansas State game is at 8, so I was wrong. So we're going to get updates throughout. You'd figure, yeah, kind of like how they do it uh at March Madness, when you go to the opening rounds, they just kind of display other scoreboards going on. Be like, don't take calls during this segment of the show. You see the light flashing. I did see that. Just I didn't stop. know what that yeah, was. We aren't answering. Yeah, uh, we just take texts. And you know, just a little. Hold on one second, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a listener of radio, and I don't like that people just call in and just rail on like i don't want somebody to call in and say well matt no trade what do you think about codes enforcement because i don't think it makes for good radio okay somebody wants to call in with a story i'm okay with that that'd be nice but i can never guarantee what's going on in the next call but most radio stations do take calls they will but only have an hour right don't do the show for an hour and i don't want people to sit through Matt, I read your piece right. on Sunday, and I loved it. Why are you so lovable? Everybody loves you. <laughs> Man, it's bad radio. But what if, so what if I got here, and then you said, okay, we're going to talk about codes for the next 20 minutes. Um, yeah, I feel like if you were to get a set topic so then, uh, and restrict people on that topic and hash out something like codes which would be good like a good oh, idea so now you're doing a self-critique <laughs> of the program no. how about somebody called in was like matt what do you have for us on uh the expo center going to the, the south plains fair huh hey oh hey yeah then it would be an awkward silence and you'd be like well, i don't really uh, that for sure um that's something i mean i have heard the the grumbles of city government that I mean, people wish it would go okay, in East, there, in, over let, there by the let fair. me make for bad for radio for just a second I've heard that 
Chad C., a county commissioner, Lubbock County Commissioner, Chad C., who by all accounts shows up for work, unlike Jason Corley, me talking, not you. Mm-hmm. I think that there needs to be an audit of how many hours <laughs> Corley's showing up for work and what we're paying him. Uh, no doubt about it. Hashtag, where's Jason Corley? Um, but Chad C.'s showing up in Shallowater last week. I think the Lions Club or some social civic club. Okay. Saying you can expect a big announcement on March 15 about the Expo Center. Have you heard anything about this? No. Because I've the talked only with thing, people at the county who are like, we don't know what he would be talking about. Well, the last thing I wrote was that um, they were supposed to have, I guess, the final numbers in March. They're supposed to have the final numbers this week as to how much a 2% increase to the hot tax can actually um, fund and how long they would Wait, need they to had issue the, the bonds They for. had the controller. Right. So that, that information is supposed to come this month. That may be what Chad's talking about, but I don't know. Uh, in terms of a location announcement, they haven't, I guess I and other people in the media keep kind of writing that they have that place in uh, on the north side of town, on the north loop. I, I don't think that's finalized by right any means. Right behind T.I. If you're in Lubbock, mm-hmm. T.I. on University, it'd right. be to the west. Right by the stripes, right? Where the old T.I. is. Okay. Right. So it could be, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Putting it over there at the fair, I know there's some people that want it there. There's some people that wonder why uh, it hasn't been there in the first place. But what I've also heard is that the fair board is is kind of, um, again, this is just things I've heard I haven't. I don't know. They're, oh, they're we, difficult. We like it whenever you come on the show and say <laughs> they're difficult. things we've heard. They're just difficult kind of to work with. And I, I guess I don't it's understand It's a 5 c Nobody knows their books. Yeah. The uh, the Expo Center started as a 501c3. Okay. You can see their books. So I think that there is some intrigue around, you know, can you hide, for lack of better words, can you hide behind the 501c5? Interesting. Which is an ag base. The fair has, my understanding is, and I'm the bad guy because I wrote about how they could take hotel occupancy tax, but they couldn't take rental cars. Right. And wrote about whatever that was back in November. And what's the word on that? Are they still asking for an attorney opinion or something? I I think that they're trying to look at it. Because when I... Yeah. Based on what, when I speak I've with had. people on the committee, they just say, "Oh, it's still up in the air." They don't yeah. know, so I don't know when. So maybe that's know. what they're going to figure out. But why in the world, based upon what I've heard, have you talked with Chad? I have not. No, I like. <laughs> why in the world would he go? Because I've talked to a couple of people who heard him say on March 15, which would be. I don't mean to hamper your weekend next weekend at the end of spring break, but. Um, It'd be a news dump Friday to have some big announcement yeah. come out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We should make a <laughs> a power ranking about <laughs> what what the best what what it could be. Um, and I think location would be number one. Two is how much this expo center could cost. But it could because they already narrowed down the seats. I, I when I wrote about this last, I don't think that was something I really stressed enough. Is that. Um, from the last I heard, it was originally going to be a 6,000-seat venue, and I guess now they they moved it down to 5,000 seats. So w- 
which is showing signs of money restrictions. Hmm. You know, because it was supposed to be we're we're anticipating like fifty, fifty million, forty-five right. million. That's what right somewhere in there. Fifty million dollar project. Um, I believe yeah. thirty-year bonds was what they said at the way beginning. Uh, the intrepid reporter at the thirty-year bonds. Did I say that? Fifty million thirty-year bonds. Thirty-year. Yeah. Not twenty-year. Yeah. Okay. Important distinction there. Uh, Matt Dotray, what else you been working on? T- today I was just um, I haven't written enough about um, smart meters or kind of the the projects going <laughs> around Lubbock for LPNL. So that's basically what I d- uh, did today. So tell I don't us know about you, that. Well, I don't, so um, you know. It, it comes up every year, budget season, uh, when LPNL has been raising their rates. It's been for those uh, transmission upgrades. Uh, they're basically just improving the whole system um, from like 69 kV to 115 kV, which What's is KV? I, I don't. I, I just know it's supposed to handle the growth. Like everybody's hearing about capacity, like 4G right? going up to 5G, <laughs> right? Okay. Right. Um, so that was a project over there on 82nd Street. You remember it was kind of a big deal when going eastbound, there were a couple lanes closed. Um, that was just kind of project one of several more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is kind of a, a transmission lines up like Utica. Um, anyway, so that and then also smart meters. I mean, smart meters could we could start seeing those potentially get rolled out here in like a month. Um, both for electricity and water. Smart meters being what? Um, the advanced technology. Uh, you know how meters are nowadays, where they're just either in the ground or on the side of your house, and you have readers. They're reading kinda, them with binoculars. Right, with binoculars, right. But I mean, now this, they these would are read smart smart meters with what? Um, they would be Cell sending sig- yeah, sending signals, and you can track your usage through real time on your phone and kind of this whole new so we're late from what i've been told we're late to the game on electricity smart meters wait what do you mean for late like i've asked them openly mm-hmm. how do you know that's how much water i have well right. because your meter is running right. so fast uh-huh. well how about something that's a little bit more outdated than like thomas edison uh-huh. circus <laughs> circa 1890 right. right and something i don't know if this is true or not but something i've been told is that um so you have your water meter and say you're in a house you know that was built in the 60s or something i guess the water the longer that meter goes um it doesn't re it it it, it it doesn't read it as accurately um, in the sense that it thinks you're using um, more water. So something that the water department's been saying is, oh, when we switch to smart meters, um, not only will it be, um, you know, you can track it in real time. Um, like you can tell if you have a leak. Um, they all, They are also saying that, I mean, some people's bills should go down. I don't know if that's true or not, hmm. just because it's reading it more accurately. Matt Dotre. What else you been working on, Avalanche Journal? You know. <laughs> Let's call Chad C. right now. Let's call him on air. What are you talking about? Big announcement. He said this at the Shallow Water Club? Yeah, yeah. Or the Lions Club in Shallow Water? I think the Lions Club in Shallow Water is what I've been told. So. I, I mean, I will call him. I'll call him tomorrow. Um, 
you can do what you want. It's your radio and show. And you'll call on and you'll tell us what he said? Sure. Or I can just shoot you a text, but yeah, whatever you want or to do. Or maybe I'll just invite him on. <laughs> there you go. That's an even better idea. Just skip skip me. Skip the middle like, man. What's the, uh, what's the 15th announcement there, Chad C? I hear you. I have a feeling it's just going to be that they're expecting something from the comptroller's office. I doubt it's going to be anything. Especially if... If Chad C's the only one that knows about this big announcement. Mm-hmm. Heck, maybe he's been working on something in shallow water. Maybe it's the Expo Center is going to go in shallow water. Why would you raise... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking. Now, now you're in conspiracy <laughs> mode. Uh, hang out with us. Yep. Go to a quick break. Come back in. Matt Dotre, Lubbock Avalanche Journal. All things Lubbock with Matt Dotre on... A Monday episode. Take you in a couple of quickie minutes. Be right back with you here on the other side. It's cr- you know. Hey, welcome back in Other Side with our friend Matt Dotre, the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, covering all things Lubbock with Matt Dotre. So we don't have any indication right now about what... There, there's your late Another applause. Another applause? Thanks. Yeah. Late <laughs> applause for Matt Dotre and your... You're really fired up for the game. Is that what you're wearing in the game? Mm-hmm. Is that your blackout? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, and I wore this during the whiteout too. Hands are gritty, mom yeah. spaghetti. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm way up there. You know, I have I'm second from the top. So what I wear honestly doesn't really matter because no one's looking that high up anyway. But I am wearing my blackout stuff. Hmm. Sure, it's gonna be. Are you going with your dad? Yeah, my dad and I have tickets. Okay. We have season tickets, so we've been going. Yeah, because I. I've got one ticket left tonight. Oh, you do? I was going to invite you down. Oh, okay. I I appreciate it. I don't want to part you from your dad. Right now. I can't wait. (laughs) There's a lot of people we're saying goodbye to tonight. It'll be interesting. Yeah, Uh, we are. Yeah. I was telling my wife that the other night. Right. I said, like, you're going to say bye to everybody but Moretti. Well, I mean, that's interesting because I've... I don't really understand... Don't you put that, that mojo on me, Ricky Bobby. There's something... And I don't, I haven't seen this written about, but what I've always heard is that Moretti committed to Tech for like two years. Um, something about him, he could go back to Italy if he wants to. I don't know. Moretti could be. There's gone. always there's always these rumbles about how long Moretti is going to stay here because I mean, he, heck, he can go get paid in Italy. I would. Or in the NBA after next year, Dotre. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, people like. You know, we've been watching Odiase for five years now, uh, since he was this, yeah, soft freshman, and now he's this, like, I don't know. It'll be good. You aren't helping. <laughs> you tell me that this might be the last time I see Moretti play in the USA? I think, I think he, I always, I was always under the impression that he was kind of a year-to-year guy, um, just because, uh... He's you know he's not a traditional college then NBA guy, but I don't I don't know I I I know I should probably shouldn't be saying this because I don't, I don't know. I'm just a homer. 
You think that Don Williams is going to be upset with you saying this? On the Probably show? just spreading, yeah, false information. <laughs> hmm. Uh, you working on LPL, LPNL? People upset about the smart meters. Is there anything else <laughs> that they're upset about? No, and I actually, um, even before my time at the AJ, I always heard that there was a a pocket of people who were very against. Um, smart meters, but I haven't but really why? heard that. Tell us why. The tell us why. But but I haven't heard that yet. I don't care what you've heard. Why were they opposed? They were opposed originally, um, just because of like the airwaves. Uh, the yes, uh, more. Well, that's I'm not. I feel like I'm not smart enough to really describe it. But you know, because your smart meter is going to send signals. Um, about how much your refrigerator, <laughs> how much your oven. No, not, no, not that detailed, obviously. I've heard no. people be that detailed. Right, but there, I, it, there's no way it can be that case. B- mostly, but then LPNL's argument is always, well, these radio signals or these frequencies it's going to send are significantly less than the cell phone you're holding up to your ear in that you put on the bed stand before Hold you go on, to bed. but... The and whole... then, so there's always two concerns. One is the airwaves, um, and two is, of course, the privacy you're talking about. Um, and that's what people who are opposed to the smart meters have always been tapped into, is <laughs> that they know what you're doing and when you're doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier with the water... Um, theoretically the smart meter you could you could see if all of a sudden you're using a ridiculous amount of water you know they could see that giant spike and mm-hmm. they could and you know oh hey you have uh uh you, you know and they can d- predict that you could have a leak or something i mean do you want most people would argue that that's a good thing um but in terms of privacy there's there's just kind of always that aspect to it. Some people think that they're spying. <laughs> That's what you're right, saying. Right. Some people think that smart meters are spying on your privacy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that be bed stands or that be watering or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they believe that they can listen to what's happening in your house? No. No. I don't, are no, you I sure? That. Yeah. I'm pr- you never heard anybody say that? No. I've heard anyone concerned about um, whether or not they're eavesdropping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Because I may or may not have heard differently. Really? Yeah. Okay. That they, but, that, that so, they know your yeah. routine. But, so we're behind the eight ball on, in terms of electric smart meters. I mean, they have those in most cities. And I think we like have to have smart meters to join... ERCOT to join the Texas grid that we're oh, seeking. Oh, really? I want to say, yeah, because, and that's a whole other thing that um, I feel like, you know, buying electricity is uh, in the future, after, uh, you know, assuming we get accepted to join ERCOT and assuming that, you know, everything is built when, and whoa, we do. When, when would that happen? What do they move it to? 2022? Is it 2022 so or So you're saying not this legislature, but the next one. If I remember correctly, I haven't really thought about that in a while. But, you know, buying electricity is going to be a whole new ball game because there's not just one provider anymore. 
you have to go online and enter into your own contracts and um, it's much more specific to where you can get you can get all solar if you want but of course that's going to cost more and or mm. you know of course nowadays maybe in maybe in four years it won't cost more I have no idea hmm uh, anything else, Matt Dotre? No. I mean, yesterday I wrote the story about, um, we kind of had that package about water. Um, my daughter is FaceTiming us. Should we take the call? No. <laughs> I don't know what you do what you want to do. No. <laughs> we will that's not nice, take her That's nice, though. That's nice, though. Go ahead. Uh, no, that's kind of it. Uh, just, you know, working on that. I have a story for this weekend, um or trying to work on a story about vaping. I keep hearing that there's this vaping epidemic in high schools and colleges, so I kind of want to just put my ear to the ground there. So other than that, I don't know. Vaping? Yeah. Can you vape in Texas Tech buildings? No. Um, But I think people do. Oh. Um... You know, it, it's just, it doesn't sm- smell all that bad, so I think people just kind of do it anywhere. <laughs> you know, do what you want to do. <laughs> hmm. Matt Dotre, uh, on Twitter, at AJ. Right. That's how, look for the Costanza. Yes, sir. Can't stand you. Can't yeah. stand you. Costanza. <laughs> There on Twitter. Appreciate you making time, buddy. Uh-huh, of All course. All things Lubbock with Matt Dotre. If uh, people have tips, want to uh, tell you what's going on. That'd be great. Yeah, mdotre at Lubbock Online. The worst emails I get are when people email me and they critique me that, you know, why aren't you covering this or, or, or yeah. And usually and, it's just because no one's told me. So yeah. please... Yeah, share. Give them a heads up. If there's a story I should be working on, please let me know. We look forward to your coverage of the big announcement coming up on March 15th. Uh Yeah, hopefully, maybe I'll call you this week for an update. That'd be nice. Lubbock County Commissioners, March 15th. Matt Dotre for Matt Dotre and uh, Matt Dotre of the Avalanche Journal. Bud Kennedy of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram going to sign off here. Gonna get home. Gotta get home. I don't know what Charity has for dinner, but I know that we're going to get home and go ahead for some Red Raiders in a blackout. Probably not wearing black, but glad everybody else is. <laughs> They're at the United Spirit, United Supermarkets yeah, Arena. Right. How I should refer to it. Uh, follow us at Other Side of Texas on Facebook, at Other Side of texas.com at OSTX show on Twitter and anywhere you can download the podcast other side of Texas that's where you can find us we'll see you next time until next time Rayvon buddies Rayvon we'll see you right here on the other side of Texas it's who we want